I have spent most of my 37 years in the ordained ministry emphasizing as often as I can to especially children and teenagers and young adults and middle-aged adults and seniors. One thing, do not underestimate what happens to you and within you when you partake of the body and blood of Christ. At our first Mass today at 9, we had uh, 22 children come make their first communion. And it was amazing to me to be honored to be the priest who administered that sacrament to them. And as I looked into face after face, into the eyes of children who were so excited, some of them had these huge smiles on their face. Oh my gosh, they didn't want to leave when the Mass was ended. We took pictures for about 30 minutes. They wanted to linger in that, and so did I, because they got a glimpse of the truth of what happens when you become one with Jesus in that sacrament of His precious body and blood. Throughout my ministry, I've had glimpse after glimpse of what it means, and I'll tell you about some that are extraordinary in just a moment. Mine are just what every priest encounters, I think. The very first funeral I did back in uh, 1987 in College Station, this was a woman who had uh, died of Alzheimer's, and she spent the last year or so of her life being cared for by her daughter in her daughter's house with her three children. And Grandma had a special bed in the, the, the living room of their house. And it was hard on all of them. And the longer she lingered with this terrible disease, the harder it was on them. There was no money to put her in special care or to have a visiting angel or a nurse stop in on her. They cared for Grandma by themselves. And after a year or so of watching her come right to the threshold of death but not passing, they were in a really bad spot. And then someone suggested, she's waiting for Jesus. And of course she was. One of my friends who is the priest in her parish uh, was notified and he took Holy Communion to her. Viaticum as it's called. The holy food for the journey. It's Jesus with us for the journey between this life and the next. Administered to someone who's on the verge of dying. And he administered the sacrament to her, and she died peacefully. No struggle, no squirming, no moaning. She was waiting for Jesus. That's the first time I realized it. And I've done more funerals now than I can count. But on multiple occasions, I've been with people as they were dying. And it's been a privilege. Several of them even though they are incoherent toward the end, look up and say they smell bread baking. Imagine that, smelling bread. You know, I have heard and been trained that it's hearing that's the last sense that leaves us, that it lingers with us. I think it's smell. 
Because people smell bread. Of course, the bread of heaven that awaits. I've been with people who have experienced multiple visits of angels to them at their bedside. And even though they cannot communicate with us, they're communicating with the other side. They see relatives coming for them. And when they receive Viaticum, they're ready. They're ready because not only is Jesus awaiting them, but Jesus is in them. Never underestimate what happens. I used to tell clergy when I was uh, younger in the ministry, especially after, right after they were ordained, never to approach this altar as a priest or as a deacon nonchalantly. Every time you step out on the altar, you should be a little nervous because the Lord is there. Jesus is present. And He loves you. And He loves all. And so... This is a day, this feast day of the solemnity of Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. It hasn't always been a solemnity or a feast day in the church. Um, although it has been venerated as a feast day uh, for a long time. There was a, an occasion in the uh, 12th century when it uh, rose to prominence when a sister Juliana had visions of Jesus and visions of his yearning to have a feast day in honor and recognition and celebration of his most holy body and blood. But then in the year 1263, a priest from Prague, which was in Germany then, was on pilgrimage to Rome. And uh, the accounts of him, his name was Peter, Father Peter, um, he was said to be a very wise and compassionate priest, but he doubted, had some doubts about whether Jesus was really present in the Eucharist. Now, a lot of people have that doubt. We shouldn't. We heard very clearly in the Gospel in John chapter 6 where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. My flesh is food indeed. My blood is drink indeed. We shouldn't doubt. We should take him at his word on it. But Father Peter, in the year 1263, uh, got almost to Rome, didn't quite make it. He stopped up uh, in a little town, I think it was uh, Bolesna, I think that's what it is, on a lake that had the same name. And he went in to, to say the Mass at uh, a church called St. Christina, named after a third-century saint who was martyred for the faith, and her relics were there. And he went to the altar saying Mass on that, I think it was in the fall of, of 1263, Father Peter, with doubts in his mind. And as he said the words of institution, take this, all of you, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. No sooner had he said that Holding the host up, the host began to bleed. The blood fell onto his hands, and the blood went onto the corporal, the, the linen cloth that is underneath. He was stunned, to say the least. Not knowing what to do, he decided to, to postpone the Mass. He took the 
the corporal wrapped the host in it with the blood still on his hands, the blood on the floor of the cathedral, St. Christina's, and Pope uh, Urban IV was nearby in, uh, in a town not too far away, and he said to, to ask to be taken immediately to the Pope, and he did. And the Pope, first of all, saw that clearly amazing thing that had happened. He absolved Peter of his sin of abandoning the Mass, and then he ordered that uh, a study be made. And he immediately proclaimed this a miracle of God. And he had all the, uh, the, the wafer, the corporal, any remnant of the blood to be taken to his cathedral and kept uh, as a sacred relic of the church. And it's still there, and people still go to see it. And then he asked and ordered St. Thomas Aquinas to begin working on a special liturgy for a feast of the body and blood of Christ. And so it was, 1264. And this is not the only time a host has started bleeding. We just, the church did, Pope Francis did, in 2020, uh, uh, beatified a 15-year-old young man by the name of Carlos Acutis, Carlo Acutis of Italy, who made his whole life studying and posting on the World Wide Web Eucharistic miracles. Go to Carlo Acutis-N, E-N for English, .org, and see him. He has 35 Eucharistic miracles where hosts have started to bleed throughout history. The body, blood, soul, and divinity. Jesus said, this is my body. I am the bread that came down from heaven. And then he's talking to the Jewish people. Your, your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. Those who eat of this bread will live forever. Now, his words are not ambiguous. Unfortunately, there have been divisions within the church over what Jesus really meant. And they go back to the, the Greek, which is as far back as we can get. You know, Jesus didn't speak in Greek. You know, he spoke in Aramaic and even translated Aramaic. There's no ambiguity. This is my body. The Greek word, this is my flesh, is the Greek word sarx, which means flesh. People say not his real body, just a symbolic body. That's not what he said. The church has believed from the beginning that Jesus is fully present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. The sacrament he gave us on the night in which he was betrayed with his closest friends, saving his most important teaching for last, taking the bread, blessing it, breaking it, giving to them. This is my body. And likewise, after supper, the cup, blessing it, giving to them, this is my blood. Do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. Never underestimate what happens when we come to his table. And remember, he wants us to come often and commune with him. This isn't the only way he communes with us. He's with us always. He's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in what we do. When you look into the eyes of children who've just received their first communion and you see Jesus all over them, pray for them. The world doesn't recognize that. Satan understands it. 
that isn't going to worship it. He tries to desecrate it, which is why the main attack of evil in the world today, it's not at Islamic mosques or at Buddhist temples or at Hindu shrines. No, it's going after Jesus. He's defeated. The enemy is defeated. And the food that we take here is what St. Ignatius of Antioch called in the first century the medicine of immortality. We take into us the body, the blood, the life force of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as one of my seminary professors said a long time ago, we better start acting like it because we come and receive him with his joy bursting within us, his light shining. And then we go out the door and we do everything we can to conceal it. No, Jesus said in Matthew 5, let your light so shine before others that they can see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. We are missionaries and ambassadors of Christ. And it is our great joy to do this on this solemnity of the most holy body and blood, Corpus Christi, this feast day. Let us live into who we already are. We need to become who Jesus has already made us to be. He's at work in you now. He has never stopped. He's there through everything. We heard the homily this morning from Deacon Bob, who has come back uh, to, for a visit this weekend, about how Jesus brought him through. Horrible sickness. And so he does. And he is at work in us. And please know, that you're here today because he wanted you to be here. He was expecting you. Now, a lot of people didn't answer his invitation today, but you did. So know that you're being blessed already by him in the singing of his praise, in the communion we share with each other, in the prayers we say together, in the reception of the precious sacrament together. We draw together in him. We are one in him and he in us. Rejoice, brothers and sisters. You have come to the right place at the right time for the right reason, and you're being blessed because of it. And never underestimate what happens within you when you receive his body and blood. Amen.